Welcome everyone to this second distinctly French episode of the Caravan Tour of Terror, a show that finds us touring the globe through the medium of horrific, chilling and disturbing entertainment. My name's Donald and I'm the driver on this quest. Joining me at my side as always, with a road atlas on his lap and a song in his heart, is my navigator Ali. Say hello, Ali. Bonjour, Ali. Oh. See? See how French we are? We've spent a, a, an extra bit of time here. You know, we, we we usually move through these countries and I feel that we've both really absorbed the culture. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I have been beaten up eight times while talking to French people. That I don't <laughs> think that has anything to do with it, though. So you're saying that all Frenchmen are thugs? No, I'm saying all Frenchmen are insulted by my awful impression <laughs> of them. Good, I was just making that point very clear. So, we're in sunny France, which is ironic. After this day's viewing, a rain-soaked grey day might be more apt. We're in flower camping La Roche Lambert. Is that good? <laughs> oh, oh, you really... You yeah, really yeah, yeah, R. yeah, 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 yeah. In the south of France, if you look around, you see lovely woods, a nice pool area. General merriment all around. We're not actually allowed in the pool area because we're not paying for that. That's yeah, why we're in have, the woods, don't creepily. Have the yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're definitely not in a cheery mood, though. Why is that, Ali? Well, that's because uh, this this week's movie was Alexandra Aria's 2003 French extremity hot tension, high tension, or for us in the UK, switchblade romance. Yeah, I'll probably call it switchblade romance from now on. That's from what here I, on, That's yeah. why I always knew it as this whole time. But yeah, got a, got a few names across. Uh, hot tension. Uh, I'm butchering that, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, stop trying that. Yeah, is the original French. But yeah, it came over here as switchblade romance. Um, and at, at the time of its release, it garnered quite a wee bit of controversy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember watching it not long after it came out over here. It was very notorious. So for those who might not know a lot about this film, tell us a wee bit about Switchblade Romance slash High Tension slash Hot Tension. Switchblade Romance, just for uh, clarity, Donald had seen, as he said, just you know around the time it came out, I saw yesterday. Um, so two very different uh, times timelines going into this movie. <laughs> Uh, it tells the story of Marie and Alex who are students on their way to Alex's parents' house to go study for the weekend. Big farmhouse in the middle of the country. Alex's parents seem, you know, lovely. It just seems like a nice little weekend with her family. And the first night that they're there, literally this movie does <laughs> not give you any time to like settle in or Marie for that matter. Uh, and a man arrives at the door and proceeds to begin to murder the family and kidnap Alex. Marie is able to uh, evade him and tries to help Alex escape, help herself escape, you know, and figure out this situation. Um, yeah. That sounds like I've just explained the whole movie and that is like the first yeah, like, that 20 is, minutes yeah like half pitch. an hour yeah that is literally the pitch yeah it's pretty balls to the wall right off the mark i mean we're introduced to the killer through him throwing a severed head out of his truck that he had been filleting himself with so it's a nice sensitive film uh yeah that's, I mean, that scene 
We, we we will actually touch on oh, sure. uh, oh sure oh sure we'll oh yeah we've got a lot yeah 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 I, well, uh, to be fair i don't want to touch anything in this movie <laughs> i think it's gonna be really hard this is very annoying because the last french episode i said specifically we were going to try and avoid spoilers it's probably going to be absolutely impossible to do that for this film because the ending of the film completely changes my opinion of yes. it so i'm gonna ha- i'm gonna have to fully spoil yeah. the film I don't really care about doing that, though, because you'll see why. So we've talked about spoilers before uh, with regards to the movies we watch, and we will have to spoil this movie, and I'm starting to believe other movies in the future. Uh, What I think we should be doing is, and what we will do going forward, is there is plenty to talk about up to the point where spoilers kick in, really spoilers kick in. And we will talk about that. But before we get into the actual spoiler territory, we will give a clear warning. So just look out for that if you don't want this movie spoiled for you. Yeah. I think we did a good job of talking about Possession without fully spoiling it. I just think that there will be some films, I think this film's the absolute worst of them, where I I really need to talk about the ending because I can't give a th- actual my opinion of the film without talking about the ending. So in future episodes, if that's possible to do, I'll just avoid spoiling it because, you know, sometimes you don't actually need to say whether the heroes escaped or whatever the fuck. But in this scenario, I definitely need to talk about it. So it's unavoidable. Yeah. But going to the start of the movie, this movie opens up like the most 2000s movie I've seen in a long time. Uh, (laughs) The opening credits, uh, especially with the font, the music, the kind of oppressive black drop and light shining through it gave me like <laughs> pitch black was really um it reminded me of that kind of aesthetic the opening yeah um which is it's slightly odd given it's two girls driving through a countryside yeah. in a Peugeot like <laughs> smoking cigarettes and singing along to it's crossroads yeah but yeah, you have this um, really good opening of these two girls building a relationship between each other to the audience. Uh, very, you know, it's only a couple minutes, but you get a decent history of who these girls are and like what kind of friendship they have. You know, uh, Alex is quite promiscuous, but it's okay with that, and it's kind of trying to figure out her place and what she wants out of romance, and you know. Marie is more a step back, you know, seems a wee bit more standoffish when they go out, uh, but both kind of like party girls, loving life, living life kind of thing. But yet, I also found just in a weird uh, sense in the audio in the first like 15 minutes of the movie, I wonder if something went wrong with their equipment or the dub didn't, like the most obvious dub- overdubbing is at the start of this movie it, it, like when they're, going, when, when they're in the car and uh, i think outside the house i just felt that i was like something clearly went wrong when they got back to the studio to edit this and like oh god it we not can't blended well together it just seemed too a studio oh, audio right. okay, laid okay. over yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah fully work of... for absolutely everything kind of thing yeah yeah oh, i got you i get you I never noticed, to be honest. But I mean, if I'm absolutely honest, I spent the first 15 minutes of this film because I know what happens looking at it going, right, 
How does all this work now? <laughs> I was really examining it from the get-go because I'd only seen it once before, but I remembered what happened. And I mean, to be fair, that was 16 years ago probably or something. I still remember the ending of this film. No, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> you're, you're like a family member that really pretends they don't want to talk about the big reason they all fell out years ago. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to be the one to bring it up. No, no. <laughs> The only thing, the only bit that really stuck out to me very much before uh, it all kicks off is a uh, uh, Marie decides that a really good course of action when she's just ingratiated herself with her friend's family in this house out in the middle of nowhere is to put on headphones, listen to real loud music, and have a cheeky little wank session. <laughs> the balls on her to just. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be pretty paranoid to do that in a house I've never been in before. When it sounds all creaky and quiet, there's no way. Before dinner, <laughs> this isn't like when she goes to bed the first night. They're like, right, you go get settled. You know, we'll grab something to eat. I'll be back in a minute. Just where's Jeremy? Oh, and there is. It was. It was something I picked up early on. There's only a, a brief hints of it, but it's something I, I did pick up on is, you know, Marie has short blonde hair. That on its own means nothing. Then there's the scene where she's outside on a swing uh, looking up at Alex in the shower naked. Yeah. Then she masturbates on the bed. Yeah. And that gave me enough of a hint of, like, like, I... I you know, I, I actually wrote down gay vibes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. She, she's in love I with was, her. She's yeah. got feelings. She's got she some has feelings. feelings. Going on. Love or lust. There's something going on there. Yeah. Yeah. But then you get this, uh, the scene, as you said, with the introducing our serial killer. Yeah. Um, our slasher in this movie. Yeah. Who is in his truck <laughs> giving himself head with a decapitated head, making, right. So this introduction I found, because up until this point, I really, like, found this movie really well shot, really well acted, like, had a real sense, a a sense of realism to it. Yeah. (laughs) And then it cuts to this, and he is literally, and I apologise for those that don't want it, it's it's the really cartoonish kind of... (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, he is really disgusting. (laughs) As is his truck. As yeah. is his truck. It is yeah. over the it like is full on over the top cartoony. The, the truck reminded me of the Jeepers Creep yeah, Jeepers Creep. Creepers thing. Does that not have some weird rusty big truck in it as well? Probably. Yeah, I think it did. They came out before. Anyway, it, yeah, it's a really big, silly, rusty, disgusting kind truck. Of farm and truck, he's a yeah. he's a disgusting, sweaty, blotchy faced dirty overalled man. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't actually mind his look. Like I thought he was quite effective. He, no, totally. He looks like a mixture between Paul Heyman and John Carroll Lynch. <laughs> okay, that's that's niche. <laughs> I, well, I know that both of them are niche get, in their own get right. To <laughs> yeah, but on it, it would give you a perfect idea of what this man looks like <laughs> if you Google Paul Heyman, John Carroll Lynch, and put them into one of those make a baby apps. <laughs> oh dear. They go down for the night and the door rings and it just all kicks off. Yep. 
I mean, he gets a really, really lucky shot in at first because it's through a door window uh, that he slashes the dad on the face. Yeah. With a real big backswing. Yeah. 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 Um, but this is where you know your your kind of French extremity really kicks off, and the dad is taken out within a minute of <laughs> meeting <fucking> this guy. <laughs> The method of the method of killing is pretty uh do you do you want to cover it <laughs> sure oh also we watched the uncut version because yes. there was an R- R- rated r version in america which i think is just less blood and less overt violence but i don't think the story is affected in any way so no, yeah why, why, I, yeah, why I, wouldn't why wouldn't you watch the uncut version jesus it's what the, you're it's what you're really here for i guess the cut version slash cinema release Basically just, you know, you're probably talking about a minute's worth of just violence getting cut out. Mm. Just extended scenes that are already in it being shortened yeah, is yeah, all yeah. it would be. Yeah. So the <laughs> the killer breaks into the house after slashing the dad in the face, yep. puts his head in between the banister of the staircase, and then just... I mean, t- to be honest, unless that bookcase was on wheels, I don't really see how this happened so quickly. But he slides a bookcase along and de- with such force, with such force that he decapitates the dad, and then blood is just spraying yeah, just... everywhere. Oh, and he kills uh, the dog straight away. Which I, yeah, when I was but... watching this, I was like, right, there's a dog. I actually couldn't quite remember exactly what happens at this bit, and I was like. You know what? I was like, I kind of hope the dog gets killed quick because that's what the movie. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. I, that's I, what this I, movie's point is. You know, it's supposed to be shocking. Like even you know, the whole pet death thing is still like they tease it sometimes these days and stuff, and then they will still do it, and it's shocking. But this film's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I, I, um, the moment the dog appears, I was like, oh, and then it dies quick, and you're like, okay, it's done. Like <laughs> yeah. we're past it. <laughs> The worst part of the movie is over. Now I can just enjoy people getting decapitated. (laughs) Actually, the least graphic death in the whole movie. Because it just shows... You just hear dog noises and then it shows a dog flopping onto the floor and that's it. Yeah, yeah, true. Thanks, Alexandra. (laughs) So yeah, at this point, it's just a a hide-and-seek game between Marie and the killer. Um, while the killer stalks around the house picking everyone off one by one um, and there's an excellent scene right after the dad dies uh, where the killer is on his way upstairs and uh, Marie realises that she, she needs to hide or do something and she sees a phone and she grabs the phone and she's trying to find a phone line to plug it in and she's trying to move this wardrobe can't get it moved and she just has this thought and puts the room back because she's staying in the spare room she puts the room back the way it would be if no one had been staying there that weekend mm. and it's it's really really well done like wiping down the sink because she'd been in there um and then when the the killer comes into the room he puts a hand on the radiator and there's a moment earlier where she's like um alex is like oh do you want the radiator on and she's like no if i need it on i'll put it on later um like just little touches like that 
Uh, I, I mean, I'd argue really that. Good. Yeah, I'd argue that the killer is super fucking thorough <laughs> to even think of doing that. To be fair. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. If I was the killer, I would look in that room and go, ah, "Fuck it." Yeah. Oh, it doesn't look like anyone was here. Yeah, family on, photos on with my rampage. All accounted for. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I do agree. It's still a nice touch. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, next is the mother. I mean, oh, listen, it's all this. Oh, that is pretty yeah, disgusting. Yeah, so that is a good. That is a good point because it is basically just from here until they leave yeah. the the farmhouse. It's very. It's, it's the just same. murder. It's yeah, just murder it's, and hide and seek. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Running around the house trying to yeah. find a phone. Um, the the real crux, the the thing that drives the plot forward is the killer decides to kidnap Alex. Yeah, yeah. So then, obviously, Marie doesn't. Well, I, she seems conflicted a bit because obviously she's like, "Oh, I could run away," but she's like, "No, I need, I need to, you know, because she has feelings and it's friends anyway." But you know, it is implied she's got feelings for her at the time and stuff like that. So the action then moves out of the house and moves on to where is it again? Petrol station, gas Petrol station. station. Yeah. yeah. The fucking they use Muse on the soundtrack of this film, and I really don't right, enjoy that's, it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> we'll talk about that moment. So, up until the point they leave the house, like all of, like there's a lot of like a kind of seventies, eighties slasher inspired shots, and like it, it, it's a very deliberate movie up until this point. Yeah. Uh, not giving anything away by saying up until this point. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's uh, you can even see some like kind of Hitchcock-inspired shots with the way lighting and characters are shot. And whenever the killer's on screen, everything has a very slow pace to it. Yeah. But whenever Marie's on screen, it's frenetic. It yeah. is, you feel that kind of rush. Yeah. And it, it, it looks like this really tight, gruesome well-made uh slasher movie and then they they, once they move away from the house oh it's actually it's a specific part that ruins it actually i see yeah it's it's after the the gas station the gas station first yeah the gas station happens and it's basically you know what you would expect she tries to get help from the gas station attendant yeah. the guy comes in realizes but doesn't actually realize why he just realizes that jimmy the gas station attendant isn't being <laughs> as chill as he normally is <laughs> to be so fair i think jimmy the gas axe. jimmy the gas station attendant should have done more at the very beginning if a woman if i was having a woman ran into the shop saying cowarding. call the cowarding. police call the police but, but, terrified before, before even that yeah, oh, yeah sure yeah I'd she walks like, in, yeah. lock the door <laughs> yeah uh-huh lock the door i'm on the phone immediately yeah he does try to help but he also tries to play he fucking hell he puts his hand on a gun and then takes his hand away because the guy asks for booze and he's like oh i better keep up the pretense you don't need to do shit just to if you were just about to, if you were about to <laughs> yeah. use the gun use if you the think gun. you're in danger like like his actions were really bloody dumb for the Nonsense. sake of tension yeah. anyway high tension <laughs> oh jesus so yeah so <laughs> jimmy gets murdered with the with an axe and the killer pisses off again but leaving uh marie behind this is where it goes wrong. This is where it goes wrong. It she gets grabs worse, the gun. But it gets oh, yeah, no, I know. 
Um, and we're not even in spoiler territory. This is just kind no. of the rolling plot of the movie at this point. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that's out of the ordinary. Um, she grabs the gun and then she's like, oh, he must have had a car. Jimmy must have had a car. <laughs> and it cuts to this shot of a car keys with the Ford logo on it. And she comes screaming out the gas station in a fucking Ford GT, bright yellow. And I was like, how the fuck did Jimmy afford that on a gas station salary? Uh... At which point, Newborn by Muse kicks in. And what the fuck has just happened with this movie? Seriously. Like, what... As I said, really tight slasher movie up until this point. Like, yeah. like really claustrophobic, really tense, <laughs> gets you, draws you in, and then... Yeah, then we get happened? a car chase. Now we get a 2000s action movie. A car chase between a rusty, shit Shitty. old truck... And uh, I mean, how many, I mean, that's a lot of muscle car. It really is. But then <laughs> somehow the muscle car can't really outrun the truck because there's kind of cat and mouse back and forth. Who's pursuing who? And then the killer. The, right. Before, before, <laughs> the, before the cat and mouse, there's a great moment where the killer uh, drives off into like a country road yeah. and she drives on. And then she backs up and turns off her light while the fucking V8's going... <laughs> oh, God, I thought that too. <laughs> and at some point, the the truck's behind her car. And I yeah, don't know she why she does cycle. it, but, she, but she's got the pistol. But then the killer shows... No, it's, it's great. No, it's... it's so, so, granted, I have a much clearer memory than you of this. I watched this like she, two weeks ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, uh, she loses sight of the truck. She's yeah. like getting tired, been up all night, and she's rubbing her eyes and she loses sight of the truck. Yeah. Continues driving on a bit and then the truck appears behind her. Yes. And the, she puts her hand on the gun and the moment she does, the killer leans his yeah. hand out the window and drops all the bullets yeah. on the floor. Yeah. And she literally picks up the gun with one hand and flicks it open. And I was like, no. I was just, I was just annoyed that she could see that happening at night. Yeah. I mean, and, and also oh, that the killer could see her putting. Yeah, of course. Her hat, uh, yeah. But obviously he could see her doing that because it's got the classic thing of she is bathed in light in this car for no good reason. Never mind the like good three foot of difference between this car and the truck he's riding in. Oh, it's, just the worst i'm wondering then he then he drives it off the roads no then then no what happens is the muscle car hits a ramp (laughs) because that's what actually happens you don't see it just out of nowhere it hits a ramp and flips then goes on fire bursts into flames he he bumps it a few times (laughs) yeah he bumps it a few times then it hits a ramp you don't see the other truck because obviously they can't coordinate that so it just hits a ramp why make it a muscle car i don't understand the decision to make it a muscle car I don't believe so that it was written this, to be a muscle car, surely, because it really harms all of the This logic. is where I, I come into my speculation of what happened with this movie. I think he had an hours, had 45 minute, 10 hours worth of a really good horror movie in here. <laughs> and then he had a, he got we'll funding get on to, a, Actually, I'll get onto that you, this later. Is the hard, which is fine, but I want, I'll get I want onto to give that my, and I'll argue that that's not true either, but carry on. <laughs> Can you so, see why? Totally, totally fair. 
it, to me, it came across that this was 45 minutes to an hour of a, like what he had as a really good horror movie. Then it looks like he got funding and like a, a feature film kind of uh, deal. And he's like, God, I've, got bud- I've, I've got budget and I've got yeah. no movie left. Let's just make shit up. Like, <laughs> I want to drive a real nice car yeah. for a uh-huh, while. Right. And, and then, then she gets in a cool car. Like, we're going to have a cool car on set. Like, then we're going to flip it. Like, that's <laughs> that's what this came across to me as. <laughs> we so, are... Let's just... I mean, we're, we're now quite far into this film now. So I think yeah, this is spoiler probably, territory. Yeah. Yeah. From, like the next thing i want to talk about really is the 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 ending the last five ten minutes of this film what would you say if someone said look i don't want to know the twist should i go watch this or not i'm gonna say that the twist ruined the movie for me yeah me too yeah i'm gonna say that (laughs) i'm gonna say that the last 20 15 to 20 minutes of this movie like i mean my notes really reflect it yeah, it's like yeah. in the sense of it. Just I am writing what what the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. I I'd it, argue that you that you watching this fresh for the first time, the twist harms the experience so much that I really so don't much. think it's that big if you just know the twist and then watch it. Because at least you don't have you don't have the rug pulling moment of what happens later. This is already dangerous twist spoiler territory yeah. to even no, I mean, talk we, about no, we're how all, big we're, it yeah. is. So. We're, 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 right, we are definitely into spoiler territory. If you don't like this, turn it off for now. I will uh, try and put a note when we cut back to Once we stop shouting territory. at each other. <laughs> yeah, basically. Spoilers. Three, two, one. Spoilers. So. <laughs> so. It turns out that after <laughs> Marie and the killer get into a big fight, it's uh and you know really tense she beats him to death with a barbed wire and then chokes him Uh, a two by four wrapped in barbed wire then it cuts to the police in the gas station (laughs) yeah and marie is the one as it's seen on cctv that killed jimmy giving the reveal that she is the killer there is no killer she is the one that's been doing all this and she has a split being, personality. Yeah, split personality, delusional. She doesn't realise she's been doing this. Now, why is this a problem? Because <laughs> then we cut back to the truck. <laughs> yeah. Is wh- the immediate... No, that is the yeah. immediate thing. Wh- that were, that, those were my two thoughts. Whose truck is that? Oh. <laughs> yeah. The pr- it, yeah. <laughs> you look back at... like Honestly, from this point, I look back at this movie... There are some smart moments in it. The rest is... It's impossible. It, it's yeah, it, absolutely it, yeah. impossible. It actually completely rewrites most of the film. There's so many moments where... There's so many moments where the killer is acting completely independently of Marie and Alex in a way that just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Like, even that thing we mentioned earlier where he's flating himself in the truck. Well, that didn't happen because Marie wasn't there at the time. So mm-hmm. that's just totally imagined. And there's loads of moments like that. There's loads of yeah. moments of tension, like all the cat and mouse stuff that happens in multiple locations. None of that happened because there's not two protagonists there. And, yeah. oh, geez. I mean, the second time, I mean, when I was watching this movie this time, because I remembered this, I was just like, yeah, that's bollocks. Yeah, that can't happen. Yeah, that. I mean, the truck is probably he- the absolute smoking gun because the truck is shown to be real because Alex is in the truck. We know Alex is in the truck. After the twist, yeah, after the twist, Alex is still in the truck, tied up. But she's, 
she's reacting to Maria like she's nuts because she is because she's the murderer so she's terrified of it yeah so where did the truck come from (laughs) because was it just lying around somewhere and Marie snuck out found it started doing this because I mean Alex drove her there so none of this makes sense Uh at all (laughs) yeah but even if it did make sense it's a fucking awful twist (laughs) right do you think you (laughs) no sorry 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 I'm not gonna monopolize it you talk for a bit (laughs) yeah it, it was literally that that turning that that moment. The fact that they cut they cut it so they they literally show you the twist and then show you why the twist isn't working within a second. <laughs> and you look back like and, and, and like you said, Donald. You look back at, at half of this movie where it's this cat and mouse game where you get extended scenes of the killer cutting out. Alex's face from a photo while Marie's off doing something. Yeah, they're acting completely independently and of then, each other. And then to to further pull you into the lie, the killer puts the picture up in his truck alongside all these other. Yeah, who did all women that? Women that don't exist. <laughs> no, the women... well, I guess. <laughs> what? How much time did she have to do any of that? <laughs> and and basically. Once that twist happens, it's... Well, Alex runs off because obviously obviously Marie has been the killer and is the crazy one and she's scared because she's probably going to get murdered. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, Marie's killed her entire family, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah, that has happened, whether and I, say, I believe I love it or you. not. <laughs> yeah, and it's very much like, you know... The, we will be together. It's, you know, it's yeah. all very ambiguous language. I've and... saved you. Then she pulls, a, Marie pulls a circular, a huge circular saw. I think it's, the... yeah, it's a sto- stone cutting circular saw. Yeah, out of the, <laughs> uh, the passenger seat of the truck. <laughs> Cover and image of the DVD it. and probably the poster as well. But I remember that image being shown everywhere. And she chases <laughs> her down. And... I, 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 like see at this point I was like back and forth but like they keep up the pretense of the slimy serial killer mainly because I'm assuming Marie couldn't really run through a forest holding a circular saw and filming yeah so when it's the killer doing it it's shown to be the killer the killer again sorry when it's Marie uh-huh. doing so, it so it's the killer Ma- it's the Marie fat finds overall a, guy Ma- uh-huh. Marie finds a, 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 a motorist and asks her asks him for help and it cuts to what she's running from, and it's the big, yeah, disgusting, sweaty trucker holding a circular saw. That's yeah. not what. The, that's not what either of them are seeing. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But it makes. Yeah, you're right. Though it stops the audience being like, I mean, she looks knackered, <laughs> but carrying that fucking circular saw. <laughs> I mean, Marie isn't large. She's no, she's smaller than Alex. Wayfish, is that? <laughs> I'd say. No, the, but, like the the two of them are slim built, like yeah. teen girls. So when we cut back to what you were talking earlier about the large overall killer pushing the bookcase ward or whatever it is with enough force to decapitate a human man, it's probably not actually going to happen, is it? <laughs> so it... <laughs> who rang the doorbell? <laughs> she snuck out and rung it herself. Wait, but she was upstairs masturbating. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the problem. Is 
And it raises way more questions than it could ever possibly answer. That is not even to touch on the fucking horrendous gay panic that this movie just puts (laughs) forth. Like, there is a scene while the killer and Marie are fighting, the big fight between the two of them, and the killer's taunting her by going, does she turn you on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She turns me... And starts fingering her mouth. Oh, it's horrible. What is it with us watching disgusting finger movies? (laughs) I know. I I can't even put this one on you. You chose this one, yeah. Yeah. But, like, literally that, like, there is no other message you can take away from this movie except for... Lesbian love drives you to become a homicidal murderer. (laughs) I mean, it does. She's the only. But no, but no, uh, no, no. That is the movie. That is the message this movie putting forward. (laughs) But not only that. Look at what it portrays the the love as. Look at the disgusting, sweaty, vile, masturbating to a decapitated head guy that they say this is what happens when lesbian <laughs> love is just too strong that is the equivalent they are roadside serial killers like, I, 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 didn't actually, I didn't actually i didn't actually think of it like that when i was watching it but i did think mm. <laughs> just a bit like mm, i don't know about this to be honest i mean like, i don't know about a lot of things in this film but like i'm not saying that is the theme he went for but there is no <laughs> there's no way you can take any other message from this because it it splatters it across the the screen for you. <laughs> I while saying all this, I also am aware that I'm saying this 17, 18 years after this movie was made. 2000s gay panic was very real in movies. It yeah. made for catchy like edgy subjects and I understand that that is not necessarily what he, he may be pushing yeah. forward especially in this day and age people change yeah. and messages change and what is appropriate changes but watching this for the first time in 2021 my god <laughs> <sighs> and i know that horrors about taboo horrors about pushing boundaries this film is that this is that's all this film has going for it really is mm-hmm. shock value and it went one fucking step too far. Another issue with this in general is, can you guess, could a, could a attentive viewer watch this and guess that this is going to happen? So re-watching it, there's the very, very start of the film, you see uh, someone in a hospital gown, you see a video camera turning on, right? Certain viewers pick that up as well of course it's unreliable narrator because you see the camera going on at the start right (laughs) there's there's a bit of trivia as well on imdb right I'll, i'll just read it out right and you can see what you think about it so the rifle that is later used to shoot brackets a certain character i'm not going to say the name even though we spoiled stuff anyway it's fine can be seen hanging over the fireplace in the shot where we see alexia's father through the study window and marie walks by outside by the way we've been calling her alex i think the object calls her alexia but i went with it that's fine it's a subtle but startling clue to the film's climatic revelation so i i read that after went back watched that scene again it's the scene where marie's outside having a smoke looks in sees sees the father and just is like 
Yeah, he's nice. Like she's got like a nice, like a small smile on her face. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe very little. And I look back that I went, how the fuck does that give any kind? Of, and, and like you could only just see the gun. And I was like, people are trying to read into clues for this film so hard, and that's the best kind of stuff they've got. Like yeah. I, I dare anyone. I don't think anyone in the history of ever watching this has sat down and said, I bet. I bet she's actually the killer because <laughs> there's yeah. so there's so little way you could ever and that's a really shit twist like good twists are always they're hinted at potentially and you can look back at it and you can see oh right that happened because of this and that happened because of this and this film doesn't have any of that at there, all there's there's literally only one scene that I feel gives lends any kind of credence to yeah. that kind of and it is when it is actually the rifle scene. Yeah. Uh, not that rifle scene. It's when yes. the killer goes outside with the rifle and she is upstairs with Alex in mm. the bedroom. And it, like you, it was one I went back to look at uh-huh, and the uh-huh. language used between the Alex uh, that Marie uses to Alex. Oh, is it ambiguous? It's all very ambiguous. Oh, it, 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 interesting. It wasn't, obviously, when I watched it, I wasn't like, hmm. Yeah, of but course. I was, there was a bit of me just sitting going, something seems off here like alex seems terrified you she doesn't respond to anything that marie says yeah like but the problem with that is so much of this movie hammers into you that the, that this guy's real that, that you know that this twist is not going to happen i mean later and, on marie's in the back of the truck with alex and the killer's driving them away so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that didn't happen <laughs> and she looks like she looks the two of them look at each other and like touch each other yeah and while the while the truck is in motion <laughs> so yeah yeah I, I, I get what you mean uh right yeah we'll say spoilers are done this is just opinions now right so yeah, one thing i do want to give it credit for is the effects especially you know, there's one scene where marie hits the killer with a barbed wire two by four and it pulls away from his face, and you can see oh, yeah, like that's all. Disgusting. It's but it, it, it's <laughs> so well done, and no, it's it's, like... it's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, like I think that. I mean, the thing I liked about the Halloween remake, this will make more sense in a second, is it was Michael Myers wandering around killing people without any qualms about doing it, and just kind of matter of factly. And then when I watched this, I was like. Man, this probably influenced that decision to do that because it is kind of refreshing in a way, and it's still shocking to have the killer just go ramp it right from the off. So that that mm. part of it is good, and I like that a lot. Having said that, tainted. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I like that a lot. I like I like the character of the killer in general being disgusting. I mean, that's some of the stuff this movie does really well, and I yeah. would give it credit for that. I, I definitely agree with you. Like talking about the the kind of random killer that kind of just goes for it um and it's especially being as you said you know halloween did it uh the rental did it spoilers for the rental by the way <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's 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 still shock i mean i think it's terrifying like the thought yeah. of they're in the middle of they're in the middle of nowhere and it has happened occasionally in history yeah. and this killer decides to just, I'm just gonna walk random. in here and kill everyone i see it's it's uh-huh. terrifying it's terrifying uh-huh. that, thought that that is a better movie <laughs> yeah and i think in, and but i think in 2003 that's a harder argument to make when you're making a movie than it is in 2021 when 
movies are given a lot more creative freedom as as well as they're easier to make in the sense that you know people you indie movies are a much bigger thing and easier to access yeah. so so giving your movie a weirder idea rather than just being you know boundary pushing in the sense of what can we put on screen mm-hmm. it's it it, it would have it would have pushed that boundary if he had gone that route with it, but it just kind of falls apart into what does 2003 need to have a successful movie as well as what vision can I put onto the production that I'm making? Mm. So, I mean, we didn't like it. <laughs> Did we really? <laughs> no. Again, there's an hour's worth of what I found like a great watch a really great watch literally minus the cartoonish scene introducing the killer like this this movie was at the point of blowing me away going like wow they've done this so well like i'm really enjoying oh never mind yeah i find the soundtrack apart from the muse the soundtrack's really good because it's very uh it's it does like there when 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 extreme stuff's happening on screen it's very um somber and kind of Mm -hmm. almost gives it like a matter of fact quality to what's happening rather than you know like stings of violins and stuff which Mm -hmm. makes it much more brutal to me and i mean it's a pretty depressing watch (laughs) Mm -hmm. aside from i actually think that the stuff that happens later probably gives a bit more levity in general because you don't walk away from it be like oh but i mean it's it's pretty brutal yeah, the the levity comes with Muse. It's that scene. Like <laughs> yeah. it, it kick it kicks off in a way that like it really does kick off in a way that you would expect out of an action movie. Yeah. You know, the hero's just turning things around and they've got their powers back. <laughs> is, well yeah, it is really like, portrayed is that. like that. It is uh-huh. it literally is that. Um yeah. Literally talking about the way it's shot, the way it's framed, the, the uh, Marie's whole demeanor changes. Like yeah. it is a full on 2003. Let's turn this shit around yeah. moment that does mm. not fit this movie in the slightest. Yeah, it kind of remind. Now that you say that, it kind of reminds me of the Hills of Eyes remake when uh, the bespectacled character in that kind of goes through the same thing. And I really liked it in that film, and I really didn't like it in this one. <laughs> This is our chosen new wave of French horror, French extremity. It can be called both things. This is this is your chosen example of that. So this film and Irreversible were my real introductions to this style of cinema. They both came out quite closely to each other. Um, and they were followed later by films like Martyrs and L'Interior or Inside, because I can't really pronounce that word properly. So I think that, that those films, having seen most of them, they are really characterized with nihilism. And like, uh, every time I watch one of those films, I get a real feeling of emptiness after I finish mm-hmm. watching them. It's mm-hmm. like completely the opposite of popcorn chucking fun horror. They, they're they really characterized by that. Like if Despair you've seen the, yeah, yeah. It's that suffering thing. Like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is really the first example that I can just, just off the top of my head think of where it really leaves you feeling like, oh, I don't know, there's no hope. <laughs> Look how ugly the world can be and stuff like that. And it's got this this horrific uh, human suffering going on. So 
none of these films are for the faint of heart <laughs> in any Definitely. capacity or for people that are feeling sad or blue about other things going on in their life this isn't really escapist cinema in any way they're a weird kind of trial by fire that horror fans put themselves through and i don't know why we do it sometimes to be honest but yeah it's it, it is what good horror can do though it is going you know it's the same the same reason people watch I was going to say Schindler's List, but that's a more historical one. Schindler's List. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, let's get away from Schindler's List. Uh, you know, it's, it's why people watch sad movies and yeah, dramas. Yeah, yeah and Horror hasn't really hit the same way with those themes uh, until... Well, there's there's small, fewer examples of that, especially mainstream throughout the years. Um, and that's what the a lot of the, you know new french extremity was is that suffering putting that on screen properly oh yeah i mean <laughs> it's yeah there's a there's a great quote of martyrs as to human suffering as to, to hostile was to pain yeah like hostile is torture porn and and it's in its most literal sense there is no greater meaning coming from these the, these characters this situation it is just there because look at the horrible things we can yeah, do yeah yeah martyrs meant, yeah. is that but really looking at why people are in pain and suffering yeah. and putting that on screen and then adding torture and yeah. just like the absolute worst you could think to put a person through yeah no it definitely has a point to it it has an art to and, it exactly and i, I would want to that back yeah. to a uh, switchblade romance is that is what you could take from that that first the, the the farmhouse section of this movie like as you said think about how horrible that would be if you went to hey as a friend who has gone to a friend who lives in a remote area <laughs> you know <laughs> let's just say if that happened while i was visiting my friend in lewis that would be horrible because i don't know that area i don't know that there, there is no one for quite a while that i can go to like that isolation that randomness yeah, it, that absolute yeah. horror but it doesn't follow through it doesn't yeah pay off it goes in a completely different direction and loses that focus yeah yeah i wouldn't want to um be misconstrued into saying that there's no point to these films because there is i mean i do enjoy them but it's just really hard for me to describe i mean when i said enjoy them that's also caveated with they're not they are they're a unenjoyable bit of a, they're grueling <laughs> they can they're and i mean i seriously would i mean i watched martyrs i mean when did that come out 2007 i watched it quite close after i was getting into all these kind of extreme films and i was re-watching a lot of them i've still not watched that again and i i'd be like if you chose that for this i'd be like oh man i've got to watch that again because it was a real it's a fucking it's not easy it's really not easy yeah. to watch that's a, you know i've got a couple of examples like that uh, i mean possum is definitely one one of our <laughs> and i feel that movie is going to get brought up quite a lot throughout this <laughs> podcast and throughout time but just because that it, it's a great example of a movie i enjoyed yeah did i enjoy it god no it's it's yeah. grueling it's horrible it's really yeah. hard to watch uh, the road is another good example if you want something yeah. outside of um horror for that that is an excellent movie like top mm -hmm. to bottom so well done 
I'd never want to see that movie again because it's so yeah. heartbreakingly hard to watch. Yeah, and it's not even... It doesn't even make you sad. It's not like... I mean, Schindler's it's List... empty. I, I cry at the end of Schindler's List. It's an upsetting film. There's a lot of upsetting things in it. Yeah, but it is... It's like the... It's the emptiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's as you said. I need, but... I need to get really... I need to sit down with someone who's studied the human mind for a long time and say, what is that feeling? Because <laughs> it just happens with... It does happen with certain films like this. Yeah. I don't know. Not like this. Not like Switchblade Romance. Not like Switchblade no, Romance. No, no. But this is what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, it, it, it's, it's what this movie could have done. And it's yeah. what this... Uh, and it was on course to do. It was, and it's yeah. actually, it's quite a good, because I am relatively new to uh, French extremity as a genre. Yeah. Um, and I feel it's actually quite a good example because it shows promise, but also where it could go wrong. Like, yeah. and genuinely, like, I, I, we could have w- watched Martyrs as what is often regarded as the pinnacle of new French extremity around that era. Like, yeah. it is. It's, it's, it's the most quoted example, but... I don't want to watch the perfect example if it's the yeah, first thing I'm true. going to get yeah, into. It's, yeah. it's, you build you, up you to want, that. Exactly. You want to you want to watch something more in the middle because you want to see the good and the bad. Like You should definitely... It's what I talk about with a, a lot of the media I consume is you know books, games, movies, whatever. You should look, read, play, watch bad things mm. because you need... You need a litmus test. You need something to compare yeah. your favorite to. Otherwise, yeah. it's all meaningless. I think you could even you could even watch that. There's a certain so there's arguments about when when exactly new French extremity happened because it doesn't just touch horror. It was a whole. It was a slight. It was an artistic mm-hmm. revolution in France. But I mean, you could probably watch them in chronological order of when they came out because then you'd be watching. I mean, Irreversible is a really fucking good film. It's not. It's horrific. It's not quite horror. It's one of the early ones. Mars was towards the end of all of it, and it does kind of feel like the culmination of something. So mm-hmm. I think you could really watch them in order and have it. It would. It would like have a natural of, flow to the, it. Yeah. The 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 build up of this. Yeah genre and horror yeah. actually playing out in front of you yeah exactly and you, you might not feel great at the end no i would do it over a few years rather than a week because i really couldn't do it i mean i looked up i was interested to know what was coming out in america when uh switch romance came out and the <laughs> the top film okay so top horror films top grossing horror films are never really indicative of the good stuff that's coming out but i mean you've got freddy versus jason was number one <laughs> for this year nice you've got the remake of the texas chainsaw massacre so maybe a bit of nihilism okay. in there then gothica final destination 2 we were one year off Zack snyder's day that the day dawn of the dead so that's i was gonna say that as well after the year after was saw and dawn of the dead and i think saw is quite a good example of that kind mm-hmm. of hollywoodized nihilism creeping yes. back so i I was quite I, I don't think i mean they probably wrote it well before but maybe it was kind of like it it was setting the groundwork for like an appetite of that kind of stuff Definitely, i don't I, mean, I don't even think this film got actually released till a, a wee while after all that came out but i think there was definitely a shift that came from france and maybe infected hollywood kind of thing yeah i mean if you if you want uh good and bad examples of this in hollywood it is saw and hostel yeah yeah like so saw is like you can see why the guy that made saw went off and just did whatever he wanted after saw 
and let them i'm sure he gets his cut and, <laughs> but he made what he wanted to make that yeah. movie is a very very good movie and as you said it pulls in that kind of nile like the entire thing of saw is that like like everyone is just kind of dead inside and yeah. do you want to live well prove yeah. it like yeah, it's yeah. It, it really really pulls that in and mm-hmm. then it goes fucking nonsense for I'd, seven movies yeah. oh, eight yeah. movies it's, yeah, it's great to watch though i was it wanted is. to squeeze at some point apparently now i always take this with a pinch of salt but when martyrs was played at Cannes, audience members reportedly walked out fainted vomited and burst into tears now actually <laughs> if any movie is gonna actually make the those things happen it's probably that one they say that about all kinds of shit but when i read that yeah. about martyrs i was like yeah possibly yeah possibly i'm <laughs> like I, I again i'm i'm with you and off, you usually hear it coming from can i often wonder who the fuck goes to can because I it's know. like and then it ended with a two and a half hour standing ovation and i'm like okay <laughs> Did they not need to get the no one needed for the push. next? <laughs> they didn't even need the place for the next movie. Like yeah, these these the standing ovation ones I always find so weird. Like I understand, I've given standing ovations to movies more at film festivals not at the cinema oh yeah 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 no, when when a person is there when yeah, I have the directors in the room displaying it's so to someone yeah uh huh but. I would not stand. I wouldn't stand there for thirty-eight minutes or whatever. Going, the projectionist start bowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I was on the other side of that, I'd hate it. <laughs> so now we get to the twist within this episode. Now I don't know if you know this or not, but it might change your opinions a wee bit more about the film. So there is a novel by Dean Kuntz. I don't know how to pronounce that properly. That called is how you pronounce it intensity mm-hmm. which uh alexander Arja read before did i pronounce that well i yeah. might dub you over oh god it does share some similarities despite the similarities between the film and the novel kuntz uh <laughs> didn't pursue a plagiarism case as he found the film in his words so puerile so disgusting and so intellectually bankrupt that he didn't want the association with it that would be inevitably come if he pursued an action against the film as quoted on his website. Now, can I tell you a couple of paragraph synopsis of the beginning of the book and you can make your own mind up, okay? Yes. China Shepherd is a college student visiting the family of her friend, Laura Templeton, for a long weekend. China, who was abused and neglected by her mother as a child, finds that the Templeton house provides something that she has yearned, acceptance. This comes to a violent end when serial killer Edgar, Edgar, by the way, there's a G in the middle of there, Edgar Vess breaks into the house in the night and methodically kills all of the occupants except Laura and China. After discovering that Laura has been tied up and raped, China leaves, promising to return. China hears Laura screaming and runs upstairs, intending to attack Vess with a knife, blah, 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 blah. Right? Vess takes her to his motor home. Well, Vess kills her, takes her to the motor home. But unaware that she's dead, China sneaks ab- aboard the motorhome, finds her friend's corpse, but then Vess drives away with her inside. Okay? China hides in the back of the truck. When Vess stops at a gas station, she sneaks out of the motorhome and looks for a payphone. China secretly watches Vess boast the gas station clerks, blah, 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 blah. Ch- so China's hiding uh, in the back room of a gas station stuff. There's the gas station scene going on. Uh, 
this killer boasts to the gas station attendant that he's holding a young girl prisoner in his basement. Uh, then he <laughs> apparently kills the gas station clerk and drives away. Then China feels compelled to follow him, help free Ariel, so she takes the clerk's car. She passes Vess while travelling through a wooded area and intentionally crashes her car into a redwood tree. When Vess goes out to investigate, China sneaks on board the motorhome, uh, and then there's a wee bit more, and he takes her back to the kind of his house, which is where the last section of that film takes place. That book takes place. Now, does that not sound slightly familiar in terms of the uh, the locations? Starts in the house, the killer goes to the house, murders everyone, two female protagonists. The only difference is that when the second the second girl is tied up in the back of the car, like in the back of the truck, she is dead. But then moves on to the gas station and then gives a reason <laughs> and then kills the clerk. So then she has to take the steal the clerk's car and then there's a then there's a chase. <laughs> and then she crashes the car. And he and yeah. The director said he's said he read it. Uh he was aware of it. And the author just said, Ah, fuck it, I don't like the movie, I don't like it. <laughs> and what's the point? I've got my money. So what do you think about the originality of this film in terms of its in terms of the bit you really liked about this film, I mean, does it change your opinion? <sighs> it's not. I mean, it's. See if you if, like, it really does seem very. And the funny thing is that the bit that you thought really went wrong is kind of towards the, the end of. <laughs> no, uh, no, that's it's. Yeah, well, I'm kind of kind of processing it at the moment because you know, obviously, in I the novel, at... the twist that we're not going to mention right now doesn't happen. Yeah, it's just your more standard. There's a serial killer on the loose fair, and arguably, yeah. if this, if what we watched was an adaptation of Intensity, we probably would have liked it better. <laughs> probably, <laughs> might be so, a better horror movie. I, it, it seems. It seems like it, it doesn't seem like parallel thinking. It seems from what you can find on Google that it, he did, he was influenced by the story and yeah. didn't give it proper credit. Mm-hmm. Now nah, that's I, I, I don't want no lawyers on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like yeah he read the book and went, I can make this better. <laughs> oh no. Ah <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Now, obviously, I've not read for for the lawyers. I've not read the book, so I'm only going by skimming summaries online. Okay, but I mean, it does seem, and I, you know, fucking sue me, Alex. Don't sue me, and don't so sue us as an entity. Just sue him personally. Yeah. Just me personally. <laughs> he thinks you're a knob. <laughs> I'll sue you. <laughs> Well, you know what we think of the movie? Do you want to know what the wider world at large thinks of the movie? I actually do. And do you know why? It's because I really don't know. Because I know what I thought back in the day. And I seem to remember it getting a lot of praise back in the day. So I don't know. Don't know where you're going to go with this. Fair. Um, so these movies are from between oh, is it the, the typical? Last... Is it the typical years. nonsense? Can I ask? <laughs> <laughs> is it the tip? Do you know what? Actually, see before you give me the typical absolute nonsense. How is it received now? 
How just is in it received now? On the whole. How, like, uh, do people look back at this as a really good film or not? Because I genuinely don't know. I didn't really, I didn't need to look up much about it in terms of that. Because I knew how I felt about it. I mean, and obviously I knew a, what it was, so. Going from a, a, a relatively... A, a quick glance, just yeah, to yeah, say, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, know, oh yeah, yeah. I, I just want an indication. Actually, it actually looks like it kind of um, hits the same kind of divisiveness. Oh really? But again, that could also be because why it's divisive has changed over time. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, the bit that was probably seen as really arty and good was the bit I hated. <laughs> like back in 2003 and the bit that like shocked everyone is the bit I actually found was really well done really do you know what I mean yeah so I, it could be because you know we are seven almost 20 years later that's that's why that kind of it's rem- it's maintained it's uh, kind of yeah I wonder if these films are quite ugly I wonder if they do trend lower in terms of people's opinion because they I mean, we've talked a lot about how it's not pleasant to watch. That mm-hmm. that could lead to some people to just saying it's trash. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> if you're not I, into I love that. People do, um, I'm sure. I'm sure you're going to come onto that in a minute. Yeah, Gore, Gore does uh, put a lot of people off. Still, yeah, they see they, they can often see excessive gore as just meritless, artless. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I do wonder if these films in general trend a bit lower than they, well, they do. They probably do, right? I, I, I'm willing to stake your reputation that they probably do, right? Tell me what the nonsense spreaders said about this film. Is that is that what you're now calling this thing? Nonsense spreaders. <laughs> well, Walter Radunsky has something to say about that. <laughs> is that a real name? <laughs> I don't know if that's a real name. It's redundant Radunsky. <laughs> Okay. If if all's well that ends well, then this is all bad. Uh, (laughs) If all's well that ends well, then this whole movie is a heaping pile of excrement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. This film had one of the most thoughtless endings I've ever seen. I'm not sure whether the screenwriter was just being stupid or lazy when he threw in the so-called twist, but in any case, (laughs) he basically took an already stupid cliché and made it even more stupid. (laughs) But what amazes me is how many people actually gave this rubbish a high rating and regarded it as an intelligent and thought-provoking horror movie. What's happened to your voice? Are you channeling Walt? (laughs) I'm channeling Walt. I'm guessing that's the doing of mostly americans who not only want to feel proud of themselves for finally watching a movie in subtitles but are ignorant and idiotic enough to buy into something as dumbed down as themselves (laughs) i often read i often read these and look at the person going you read this and went yeah yeah Yeah." probably reread it yeah, probably edited it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was just, I was reeling from that one. I feel that opinion is on 
both sides. It's a divisive movie, Donald. That's well, we I mean, agreed. Yeah, <laughs> we we fully agreed for the first time ever. I think did we not? Oh no, yeah. okay, that's actually not true because last episode that was released, we agreed on that one as well. That's but, true. Mo- but most of them, I'm saying they're good, and you're saying they're total shite. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just one of those smart you're people and you're one of those, yeah. yeah yeah and you're you're a dumb a, a american that loves stuff dumbed down as you a dollard call me a dollard it's okay yeah dollar donald <laughs> well jay salim has a much different opinion it is one of his favorite french movie and those <laughs> giving bad review sure homophobic people ah uh, yes What a psychological thriller. Loved French cinema far ahead than Hollywood to produce best violent. Hardcore. Horror movies, such an outclass movie direction. Script. Story. Acting was so good, Twist. I'm suspicious that he's put this into Google Translate and just hoped that it worked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean that some that... random stream of consciousness that he's dictated somehow. <laughs> I must watch for hardcore horror cinema lovers. <laughs> don't listen bad reviews because they are homophobic people. <laughs> reviewers don't like other reviewers. <laughs> no, they, they, that's what I'm noticing. Is the more don't listen the, to those fucking idiots. Says the two guys doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah a lot of the a lot of the people who write these reviews seem to say everyone else who watched this movie is a fucking idiot <laughs> and i'm not saying that i'm just saying i didn't like it <laughs> uh. oh so yeah that's i mean that's kind of the, the probably the two extremes it's either indecipherable or you're very stupid if you like this movie or you're very stupid if you don't like this movie that that, that was the theme i came across while uh reading reviews so other films you might want to watch is obviously obviously martyrs. you know the big the big hitters yeah uh your martyrs your inside all that um i actually really like a movie that came out a few years ago that falls under the bracket of new french extremity called revenge that I'm sure I made you watch. It's a yep. French movie in partial disguise, being mostly in English with an American star. Uh, and it's that favourite subgenre of everyone, rape and revenge. It's very entertaining, though, and it's not quite as brutal to watch because it, uh, it, it, it's kind of fantastical at times. And I just, I like, I bought, I actually bought it on Blu-ray and that doesn't happen very often because <laughs> I've, I've watched that movie a few times now and it really holds up and I've showed it to people that aren't quite as into, I would, I've shown it to people that I would never show Martyrs to and yes. it is enjoyable, uh, it's, but it, it's, it, it's enjoyable, but it's still really uh, thrilling horror. I really, yes. I really rate it highly. It, it is, that is a, that is an excellent choice because that is a movie that uses its kind of disgusting premise and like the kind of horrible yeah. feeling that you get from watching it. it it's a rape revenge movie you know like you there is a very uncomfortable scene in that movie oh yeah you can imagine what one it is yeah. like but 
the journey from there to the end of the movie allows that moment to have such a good payoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it earns it earns having that in the movie. Yeah, because there are you need to earn moments like that. Yeah, you can't put them in and just go. Well, no, it's it's for it's for shock or it's oh for yeah, it's not for part of my meaning. You can think you're putting in that for the best reason, but if you don't justify it, it it, it shouldn't be in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And re- revenge is possibly the best example I've seen, at least in recent years, of a rape revenge movie really earning yeah. its payoff, really giving that empowerment where it needs to be and using those dark moments to really fuel the movie yeah mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's what and it's what high tension really doesn't do yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh fantastic and a uh, shutter picked up and splash it everywhere as like they are you know subscribe subscribe to shutter watch this one so I, i'm sure a lot of people have watched it by now like when i watched it it wasn't picked up there but it's really bloody good alexandre alexandre right you say it alex alexandre uh, I don't, don't know if you're any better than me. He directed a movie called Crawl. Did you watch Crawl? It's really I, totally different to this film. <laughs> it doesn't ring a bell. It is a fun alligators versus people movie. Uh, it's still it's when I say fun, it's not ludicrous. It's still it's it's easy to watch. Relatively it grabbers. <laughs> no, it's not funny, um, but it like. Any like it's a really good horror movie. It's more your popcorn style. Stick it on and have a nice time and turn your brain off for ninety minutes. But actually, I really enjoyed it, and it's one of the better films horror films to come out in the last few years. Um, so maybe he I redeemed himself slightly. Have... Yeah, I don't oh, think definitely I have stick on. It. Definitely yeah. stick on crawl. It's good. It's good stuff. I, I mainly don't think I've watched it because it stars Chaos Godolario and Barry Pepper, and I'm pretty sure I would have noticed those two starring in a movie <laughs> together. <laughs> Barry Pepper, famous for John Travolta's Magnus Opus. <laughs> oh God! Sorry, I'll film you. Really? I'll film you at Dutch really? Angle. Yeah. Oh God! He's the lead star of uh, what the hell's it called? Battle <laughs> Battlefield Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's all getting cut. Anyway, yeah, Barry Pepper, star of Battlefield. Barry Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'd say. Those two are both pretty solid shouts. So? So. So. I think we've soaked up enough of enough blood in France for the time being. Uh, next, we're going to go west to Spain. Uh, we're going to check out a movie. I'm choosing the movies again, by the way. That was a one-off. I might let you yeah. do it again at some point, but... I was really yeah, I was I, chuckling I, to myself when you chose Switchblade Romance because I was like, he's going to fucking hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but the next movie is going to be Sleep Tight, which after France's excesses is more psychological thriller slash horror. So will it be scary enough for us to call it a horror movie? Let's see. Because I ain't seen it. Wow. Yeah. Well... Uh, it, it, it's nice having a second week in a in a country. I get to pick a movie I can <laughs> doom myself to watch and get beat up by French people. I've got a feeling there's a lot of good movies out there. I've got a feeling we're probably going to make more of a habit of this than we initially intended to, extending mm. this tour by a long time. 
but there's just too many when i see the menu of movies that we could be watching i'm like i just want to watch a few of them you know it's just the way well hopefully (laughs) the spanish will like me slightly more than the french have i wouldn't count on it no dude give us your best spanish give us your best spanish hola oh jesus You sound like Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Al, Al, Al Pacino's sister. Hoo-ah. Is that how names work? <laughs> well, you. We're south of the border. We'll be in Spain in no time. I'm going to go for yeah. a little siesta, oh and we'll see God. you next time. Eh? Oh, Jesus eh? Christ! Bye, everyone. Oh.